0: Hello, my praying people. I'm so glad that you're continuing with us in this series on the five smooth stones. As you know, if you've been listening to each of our episodes, we're in the middle of a series uh, really talking about spiritual warfare and um, a conversation about spiritual warfare based on the story of David and Goliath, and more specifically on that moment in time when David went to the river and he picked up those five smooth stones. My friends Diane Nix of Contagious Joy for Him and Jackie Garner of the Very Popular Pastor's Wife Life Podcast have uh, joined me, and the three of us had ha- have had a bunch of fun unpacking what these five smooth stones could possibly be in our own personal arsenals today. So you're going to love this fourth stone. We've already talked about the first three, the stone of contentment, the stone of perseverance, the stone of confidence, and um, not in that order. I get them jumbled up all the time. (laughs) I think it was contentment, confidence, then perseverance. But today we're going to unpack the stone of faith. And I believe I say, and I'll, I'll say it in a minute in the conversation, that this is the stone, I think, that David put into his slingshot and shot right over at Goliath. And um, my friends, with faith, Jesus encouraged us with even just a little bit of faith, we could move mountains. And when he said that, he didn't mean with just a, a little tiny amount of faith, I don't think so much, as he meant what our faith is focused in. And when we're looking at the mountain, it's hard to muster up the faith, right? But when we're looking at God, it gets way easier to trust and to believe. So um, just enjoy this conversation and really allow yourself to be challenged in who do you believe and do you trust God? Um, So enjoy, I will, Look forward to unpacking the Stone of Faith with you.
1: Welcome back to this summer series on spiritual warfare. And we have so far talked about what spiritual warfare is, who the enemy is that we are fighting against, and we've been talking about the five stones. Today, we're going to talk about the fourth stone. We've already talked about the stone of confidence, the stone, or the stone of contentment was the first one, the stone of confidence, and the stone of perseverance. So today, we have the fourth stone. I can't wait to talk about this. Leanne, would you introduce us to this next stone? Okay, I will. This is the stone of faith.
2: And um, if y'all don't mind, I'm just going to read like the little bit of words I said about this stone in uh, the book where we got all this from the spiritual Warfare for women book. I think this stone, the stone of faith is the stone David pulled from his bag of five to bring Goliath down. David's faith was compacted into that one stone and that faith stone partnered with David's arm of obedience took the Philistine giant that had God's entire army took down the Philistine giant that had God's entire army held captive in their tents. Oh, that God's people would hurl such faith today. The world is desperately hungry to experience faith like that. People want to know Is your God real and what can he do? And then I went in to use the illustration of snow skiing. And I don't know if y'all are snow skiers, but some of our listeners probably are. I am one or I was one and I didn't really aspire to be one. But at about 36 years old, I got out on the ski slopes, um, to the uh, insistence of my family. And I could have lived, I'm just here to tell you, on that bunny slope my whole entire life because the bunny slope I conquered. I graduated top of my little bunny slope class. But as soon as I got off that bunny slope, my children needed me to go to the top of the mountain. I did not need to go to the top of mountain with my six, eight, nine-year-old children. I didn't need to do that. I was too much for this mama, but I did go to the top of the mountain. We learned to ski and there's a whole lot of things that I've learned from that snow skiing experience. But... Snow skiers know that there are three different colors of trails, green, blue, and black, which I think is funny because there's three different colors of bruises, green, blue, and black. (laughs) But the black trails, and there was one particular black trail at the ski slope that we took our youth group to, and it was called Gun Barrel. And Gun Barrel um, ended right at the parking lot, and so the cool thing for the teenagers that we took skiing was those that were really good would time their day just right so that they would be coming down the Gun Barrel trail right before. For the end of the day when they knew that all their friends would be gathered at the bus waiting on them to get there and so um, on gun barrel this black diamond trail there were what they call moguls and jumps and all these things that really great skiers can do and of course we would ooh and ah at the uh, t- the talent and the skill of our teenagers of course I was like a nervous wreck praying dear god let this child get down to the bottom of this hill all in one piece I do not want to have to call their mama like but it was it was fascinating to watch now do people gather around the bunny slope to watch people go down (laughs) no they don't but they do gather around those amazing challenging trails and I use that illustration to say that this stone of faith You know, sometimes we wonder why we're in situations where we have to pull this stone out, but it's because the world is eager to see the God that we profess. They're eager to see, is he real? Is he really strong? Is he really able to overcome any obstacle in his path? And is this child of his willing to anchor every ounce of their hope on him and him alone? So that's what this stone of faith is. It's it's us realizing that either we believe God or we don't. Either we're going to allow him to really be engaged in the challenges of our life or we're not. And whatever we do with that is whether we win or lose this spiritual battle. Because don't forget that the war is for the children of God to proclaim his name, to illustrate, to be the flesh and blood illustration of who God is in our world today. So whether you like it or not, when you find yourself on the black diamond trail, this is the time to be using this stone of faith. So let's unpack this stone, Diane, and talk about what this means to have faith faith in a God who will not fail us
3: I almost feel like I can't say anything after that we could just close out
1: <laughs> right oh, we just get started
3: <laughs> I, I, I think that we need to say that the uh that we need to bring forth as we've been doing with each week a stronghold of of faith and um, the stronghold yeah. of faith is unbelief Yes. and uh, and we've talked about that real briefly, even before we started recording today, just how um, we forget. Um, I've I've spoken and taught many times. I, I we we also said we can't remember from week to week what we say, so we're uh, always <laughs> So in y'all trouble. bear
2: with us. If we repeat if, it, we're just going to trust. If we're repeating ourselves,
3: ourselves. Yeah. but uh, I've talked with you uh, uh, many times before, and you've, if you've listened to any of my teachings, I've I've spoken about being spirit, soul, and body, and what happens with us is that. We do much of our work, uh, and especially in my denomination, I think we don't teach what it looks like to walk by faith very much uh, because uh, we, <laughs> we plan a bunch of stuff, and how many times are we guilty of that in all of our ministries? We plan, 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 and then we say, Lord, uh, bless my plan, mm-hmm. and I believe God will bless me because I'm doing his work when he's yeah. kind of thinking, I-, I didn't like ask you to do that work. <laughs> And so then we get all unbelieving that God didn't come through for us. And uh, I think there's some people that in my life that I look at, uh, that have gone before me that have lived great, uh, lives of faith. And they, uh, George Mueller is one of them who was the father to the orphans and created ministry that altered the way that we do, um, Ministry took care of them, fed them, and his life was a life of faith. Uh, We can look at scripture where the soldier said, I do believe. I think out of Mark 9 is where that is. I do believe. Help me in my unbelief. Uh, We don't uh, always have uh, the faith to believe God or take God at his word because our flesh contrives everything according to what we see physically. Mm -hmm. And if we can get to the place where we are living from an overflow of the spirit and walking in great power with the spirit, then life would be different. But we don't often do that. We, we, we huddle back. We, we stay back. And I love a couple of things that I, I pulled out with George Mueller. He says, I seek at the beginning to get my heart into such a state that it has no will of its own in regard to a given matter and nine tenths of the trouble with people generally is just here nine tenths Mm -hmm. of the difficulties are overcome when our hearts are ready to do the lord's will whatever it may be when one is truly in this state it is usually but a little way to the knowledge of what his will is and i think that's so key to our belief and to our faith walking out this journey um is that we just say to the Lord, I surrender. But yes. the enemy wants us to doubt since the beginning of the garden, in the right. garden. Did God really say? Yes. Did he really say this? Did yes. he really say this to you? I don't think, he did, did he really mean that? <clears throat> and I just think that you and I need to come to a place where we are so in tune with the Father that his love for us outweighs anything else in this world. He sacrificed his own son. Psalm 139 says that his thoughts for us outnumber the grains of the sand of the earth, not just the seashore that we find Anita sitting on. I mean, I'm sorry, Leon sitting on today, but we, his thoughts, I called you by the wrong name. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. I am at the beach and y'all are giving me a hard time about that. <laughs> Yeah, we can't stand you for that right now, but we love you <laughs> on your
0: beautiful rainy
2: day,
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that was free that. for you listeners. <laughs> okay, so that his thoughts for us outnumber the grains of the sands of the earth. Now, I don't understand that, but I do believe that one of the huge, uh, one of the huge belief uh, or unbelief situations that we find ourselves in is that as ministry wives, which we are speaking, many of you are ministry wives. Many of you are women in leadership of some sort in your life. You're either leading a prayer group as with Leanne's ministry, or you're a ministry wife, you're a women's ministry leader. Let me just say this, ladies, listen to me. You think because you're serving in an obscure <laughs> place, a place that maybe is not well-known by anyone um, that nobody that doesn't see where he sent you. So you're having, you might have a struggle believing that anything you do counts for the kingdom. It does. And your unbelief in that area will impact how you view God and how you view your ministry. And so if we can capture that stronghold of unbelief and say in the name of Jesus, get out of here because God saw where he wanted to plant me. He's planted us there. It's harder than I ever thought it was going to (laughs) be. It's joy, more joyous than I ever thought it would be. It's, I'm struggling right now, but I'm going to surround myself with some sisters who believe like me and are going to help me conquer this, this spirit of unbelief so that by faith, I put my foot in the water. So let me just share my story of dealing with unbelief and faith really quickly. So we have just sold our house during the midst of COVID. We thought we'd have like two or three months to sell our house, but we ended up doing that because the Lord spoke to me through his word and through uh, the spirit in a worship service saying, I would give you more, but you will not step out in faith. Isn't that what David had to do out of obedience? Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. give you more, but you won't step out in faith. Mm -hmm. And I want you to notice that every single time God did not part the water until they put their staff in the water, they put their foot in the water. And you and I have to step out in faith and then trust him. And I think that What we have to believe, what we have to understand, and that's what George, how George Mueller lived, is that I sold my house thinking by this net time I'd be moving into a new house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's not happening and not probably (laughs) going to happen for that another year unless the Lord just moves because the project we were working on um, didn't come through and we'd been working on for 3 years. So, here's the crisis of belief. My expectations would be that he would I would do sell my house, move into an apartment, be obedient, do what I heard it what I believed he he had said for me to do, and then the next step is that we get our new house, we work in we work into ministry that way and it's just boom boom boom. But sometimes and a lot most of the time we step out in faith and then it, it releases a series of events where God in his sovereignty and his love for me, desires for me to trust him over the object right. of the journey, right. over the mission itself. Mm-hmm. I'm faithful because I believe I heard him. I don't understand and it's been confirmed that I did hear him and I don't understand mm-hmm. this journey. But if I go to the unbelief and that, well, we all just made a big, big mistake. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. I missed him, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, Okay, first of all, those who seek him will find him. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeking him. I'm earnestly praying to him. Can I make a mistake? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the reality is this. If I live in unbelief, I'll just be stuck in anger and frustration Mm -hmm. and I will never make a difference. And I'm here to say, say to you, if you are searching for the Lord and desiring to serve him and do your ministry with all of your heart, then at the end of the day, God is going to bless you in a way you cannot even, your ministry has a ripple effect our ministries have ripples effect. our, our obedience, our faith filled life, our, our, our lives lived in faith have ripple effects on others that some of which, and it's a, probably a very good thing. We will never know until we get to heaven. And so wow. take heart ladies, step in to faith and don't live in unbelief. In fact, repent of that. Cry out like the one said, I do believe. Help me in unbelief. Rebuke the enemy, the spirit of unbelief, and say, in, in Jesus' name, and stand firm in the fact that he sees you, he knows where you are, and he's going to carry you through. It's good. So it's good. good.
2: Diane, yeah. um, several several things were coming to my mind as I was listening to you. One was um, in talking about how we make our plans and then ask the Lord to bless them. If you think about David and Goliath, he went to the riverbed and got what he was accustomed to using as the tools, but Saul um, tempted him really to do the deed with the king's wisdom Like to use Saul's armor and to go against the giant in the way that the world takes giants down. And instead, David resisted that and went to the riverbed. And in my mind, the devil's standing there the whole time creating all these obstacles for David to have to overcome because the devil's whole goal was to keep David away from the line of fire. Because the devil knew when he got there... Goliath was going down and so yeah. the devil was using all these hindrances we have talked already about his brother and contentment and um, confidence like those things how they were heckling him and that kind of thing but then when Saul was giving him at the world's way of dealing with it. And David resisted that and said, no, I'm going to go with God on this. I have to go God's way. There was another example in the Old Testament. And um, readers, especially you women out there, y'all will love the author Lynn Austin and her fiction, her Christian fiction. um, She's done a series on the kings in the Old Testament, beginning with Hezekiah, called Chronicles of the King. And I'm reading it this summer just for fun, fun beach reading and (laughs) so. been all in hezekiah's story these last couple of days and he um was facing an enemy that was much bigger than he was the assyrian army and they were wicked Mm -hmm. and horrible and terrible and lynn austin brings it all to life in her fictional characters and um but hezekiah's not fictional and he is tempted to listen to all of his advisors that are telling him how to defeat the enemy And he even goes with his initial knee-jerk reaction to the enemy is, I'm going to do what I know to do. And then I'm going to go to God and ask him to bless all of the preparations that I've needed. And Isaiah, the prophet, comes along and he chastises Hezekiah for first acting and then asking. And um, how often that is so true we do that. We act first based on Mm -hmm. our cleverness and our creativity and what we've been trained to do and then we ask God well you know please come in and do because now we see that even with all of our preparation we're doomed if you don't show up and um Isaiah's chastisement Mm -hmm. was stop doing stop doing all of it and the beauty of the story was the way Lynn Austin wrote it out is she really gave you a glimpse of what that must have really been like for hezekiah to stop making all preparations even against all of the advisors that are advising him to do otherwise and to just go with god so i guess i'm bringing up that story to say to all of us and to remind us faith takes a lot of courage faith is um choosing to trust god against all odds And um, what is the symptom of a lack of faith in your life? It's fear and anxiety. If we're dealing with anxiety and fear, then that is the symptomatic um, evidence of a lack of faith. And so rather than working hard to overcome fear, working hard to um, overcome anxiety, instead, what if, and I... I do have much compassion for those who are dealing with, um, anxiety it's it's huge. It's a huge thing. And I'm a big advocate of counseling and all the good things to, to help you do that. But let me say this, if fear and anxiety are eating us alive, what might happen if we confess those things as sin, if we say what they truly are, this is sin. It's an evidence of a lack of faith and a lack of faith is sin. A lack of faith is disobedience. And so we confess our sin to God. And first John 1, 8 says he is quick to forgive us of that sin and to transform that into righteousness. And I say that not from an unfeeling place, but from a place where I allowed, I thought that that fear and anxiety was something I just had to overcome. And I whined to God for a long time about the reasons that I was having the fear and begging God to take away the issue that was causing the fear. And it wasn't until God convicted my heart that that fear was sin that mm-hmm. I knew how to really deal with it. Because once the Holy Spirit said, your fear is sin because it's the sin of unbelief. I was like, oh God, forgive me for my unbelief. And once and, I brought it, that so identified it as sin, brought it to him, then he dealt with it, and then it was removed because it's sin it's not a challenge it's sin, and if we call it sin, that's what Jesus came to save us from. He didn't come to to fix everything that's wrong. He came us to save us from sin, <laughs> and, right. and fear is the evidence of the sin of unbelief um mm-hmm.
3: that's that's and, a good yeah. word for us because uh it helps us understand that. Uh, the strongholds that we're talking about in uh, speaking uh, to our women listeners uh, or our li- uh, any of our listeners about each week, there it's not just one stronghold that's associated with one of our stones that comes right. against the stone. It can, it, it usually, do you understand that with one uh, disbelief or one area of stronghold of sin, there's a multiple, it just kind of, it just multiplies for us because yes. it just throws us off with to our intimacy with the father which we're going to s- speak to this next week and I wanted to be clear about something I think I called the the father of the child who went over the father who cried out I do believe help me in my unbelief mm-hmm. um, was not a centurion <laughs> but he was a father and yeah. he uh, mm-hmm. had a child uh, who was uh, possessed of demons and from childhood, they've just been throwing him into um, fits and all the things. And I think that what happens with us is that's what the stronghold of unbelief does for us, is that yes. we just get thrown into a place mm. of fits. Anybody mm-hmm. relate to that? Uh, mm-hmm. And we have places of fits and anxiety and fear. And we don't think it's ever going to get better. And, 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 and it just becomes this horrible, horrible, mm. horrible cycle. Yes. And we do need processors we need counselors we need good accountability partners that helps Mm -hmm. us process out loud the spiritual torment that's going on inside of us that can hold us in unbelief and help keep us from walking and, and and really walking out in faith our lives and so what can happen is if we allow ourselves just to stay closeted off and closed off and we um and and like for yourself uh leanne you you said what Mm -hmm. is it why can't i do this why can i move Mm -hmm. forward and i've done that myself and i've said to the lord lord if you don't do this it Mm -hmm. can't be done i cannot Mm -hmm. do it any longer and so Mm -hmm. we we need to be like the the man who brought his son uh which is has been possessed with a spirit that makes him mute, and it seizes him. It throws him to the ground. He's foaming at the mouth, and he grinds his teeth and stiffens out. And I told your disciples to cast it out, but they couldn't do it. Have y'all ever been there? Mm-hmm. That we work so hard in ministry, but it doesn't turn out. <laughs> and Jesus said to to the group there, and then to that man, Oh, unbelieving generation." Mm-hmm. How long will I be with you? Right. Bring him to me. And I think that's the key. Bring it to him. That's good. Does he know? And I love what you say in your book where sometimes hardship comes to us because an unbelieving world, an unbelieving neighbor, an unbelieving family member Mm -hmm. needs to see us walk in belief. Yes. Our churches. Our fam- our Christian families, our our uh, in our leadership positions, our team is watching us mm-hmm. to see how we we do believe that God will bring us forth. You know, yes. if I doubt God's calling on my life, if I doubt the ministry that God has given me and God has called me to, then how can I expect Him to bless it? How can I expect Him? to deliver me from all of that other junk into a place of great faith and so they brought that boy to Jesus and when he saw him immediately that spirit threw him into a convulsion. and Jesus just said how long has this been happening they said "Um, since birth since childhood but if you can do anything take pity on us and help us and Jesus just looked looked at them and I love this question he goes if you can you're asking me if I can Mm. then listen to this gals he says all things are possible to him who believes amen that's right that's All all things and immediately the boy's father cried out and said I do believe help my unbelief so it, it's that you and I don't have to have muster up all of that faith that we need. We just have to muster enough to say, I do. Because remember what scripture says it, it only takes a mustard seed of faith. A mustard yeah. seed of faith yeah. to do what? To move a mountain. Yeah. When I was so, in
2: kindergarten, yeah, they gave us a little sponge and we put mustard seed in it. <laughs> I love these little things and you, and it was kind of wet and we took it home and all this mustard like grew up out of our little sponge. What a great visual. Cause they're are tiny, tiny, tiny right. seeds. I know. Very tiny. tiny yeah. Guys,
3: right now I have a little bottle with a little mustard seed in it that came from Israel. And the mustard seed is that it takes this much belief from us to move the heart of the father. And then he expects us to move into more belief and more faith, not in our project or our ministries, as you've said, and even before we started, but in the person who said, I will do it. Yeah. And if we do it, he will take us. He will revive us. He will raise us up and we will make an impact in the kingdom. Maybe not for everybody else to see. Yeah, I don't know that. But definitely for the one
1: who counts to see. So good. Such a big, big topic, and it's it's just so vital that we grab hold of this truth, especially when it yeah. comes to spiritual warfare
3: yes well and that's you know if you don't believe in spiritual warfare ladies hopefully you're listening to us because you do believe in spiritual warfare but if you are one of those ladies that would say well there's not a demon behind every bush okay i'm just (laughs) jackie just about (laughs) fell out right there i said that they don't have to hide behind a bush ladies that's that's spiritual i don't want to offend you but that's spiritual ignorance Because the demonic is in a supernatural realm, as with our father, and uh, the enemy has visited the kingdom of of the in the throne room, (laughs) look in Job chapter one. And so when they, they're not hiding to cause us unbelief. they're not hiding there. They're continually working on a regular basis to bring us to a place of unbelief. And so you and I need to say, what am I not believing God for? And what am I not believing the character of God? That's right. And
2: that's what mm-hmm. we should, we should segue into talking about that. Yeah. First, I want I'm you want to, to give do that. Us the, um, I want to give us the uh, Hebrews 11, one beautiful definition of faith. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen. And I love those words, assurance and conviction, because those are heart words, Faith is Mm -hmm. the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Let me venture to say to you, you're a child of God. You have um, hoped for things in your heart. And the Mm. enemy will try to say, why are you even hoping for that? Like, this is life. This Mm -hmm. This is broken life. And here, though, the actual definition of faith is that we can not only hope, but increase our hope. We can have assurance Mm. of things hoped for, conviction of things not seen. And then verse six, you roll on down by uh, verse six. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. So this faith is what we're talking about, Diane and Jackie. It's what brings us to the presence of God. It is is our faith faith that allows us to see the things that are not seen it is our faith Mm. that allows the hope in us to refuse to be um, snuffed out the hope simply remains you just cannot not hope that's what happens to me when I get to the end of it and I'm praying for something that the enemy seems to have taken away and even godly Mm. people say well you have to grieve the death of that and maybe I can grieve the death of what is right now But to grieve the death of what could be, I've actually tried to be like, Lord, if that's what it means to get rid of it, I just cannot do it. You should see in my journal I've written, I'm trying to bury this. And and I just like, Lord, I can't, I cannot bury it because I have assurance of what I hope for. I have this assurance. This is what, this is what faith is. So -hmm. what I say we need to get to, I forgot.
3: (laughs) Well, we need to get to, that was really good, by the way. That was incredibly good. Um, I think what you said we need
1: to, Go ahead,
3: Jackie. Tell us what we we're talking about.
1: we was so mesmerized by listening to what you were just saying. Jackie's like,
3: I don't know where we are.
2: Okay, I got it. I got it, got it. Let's talk about Abraham. Let's talk about Abraham. That's good? That's great. whatever you want to
3: talk about okay listeners we are we really do know what (laughs) what we are doing yeah not really but kind of we're walking by
2: faith and that's right yeah
3: yeah Um, yeah
2: no we're moving and and guys just to remind you and it may not be important to you as listeners but for us we're identifying the stone then we're identifying the stronghold the stone is faith the stronghold is unbelief and now we're going to talk about how to stand against this stronghold. And we're going to use Abraham as an example of that. So we got to love Abraham, man. He, he shows up right there in Genesis, right from the get-go. God picks a guy, a very unlikely guy with an insurmountable problem, and he does the impossible for him. But prior to doing the impossible, God talks to him about it for years and years and years. Can you only imagine how Abraham went to God time and time again? You've promised me that I'll be a father of nations. You changed my name to actually say to me, this will be who you are. It is what you are. And yet I have no children. And yet I'm infertile. You have given me this promise. And yet it, this is what is. And I'm
3: past, my wife is past childbearing she's age. I mean, it's not happening. And she's even gone around you and given me
2: (laughs) her maid.
3: And now they're having a fight and they're being women. And I had to send the maid off into the desert. There you go. I mean come and on there's Lord there's so
2: much beauty in that story itself but yes there the, is the the beauty of, of watching Abraham's relationship with God is how he continued to wrestle with the promise and I love the wrestling cuz this is messy faith this is what my faith looks like this is this is God you've told me this but this is what's happening and that's how Abraham grew in his relationship you can even see him growing in his relationship with God where he just comes very honest and he says but here is the reality and God clarifies himself, no, I'm not talking about Ishmael, I'm talking about you will have a child with Sarah, who he changes her name, Sarah, Sarah, I don't even know how she said her name before, but um, to to mean princess of many, you know, of nations. And so he literally identifies them according to his promise sweet friend, and um, I was sharing with Jackie and Diane, that my good friend, Jennifer Kennedy Dean, who wrote many, many books on prayer, if any of y'all ever come across, you can Google her, look up her book. She died a couple of years ago at this time of the year, um, unfortunately, but um, she made this statement and it so resonated with me. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm going to share it with everybody listening. But she said there came a time in Abraham's life where he stopped believing the promise because the promise was unbelievable. And this is significant to me because if anybody, my listeners know, I talk all the time about how we can bank on the promises. Man, you get your promise and you hold tight to that word. We build the whole prayer clinic ministry on claiming the word and holding tight to the promise. But she wasn't done. She said he quit believing the promise because the promise was unbelievable. And instead, he trusted and believed the person. And so that is bigger than the promise. Mm. The reason that we can lay hold of the promise God gives us is because it's God who's giving it. And God, the character of God, time and time again, reread it throughout scripture. The point he's making is that I am God and there is no other. What I say, I will do. The promise I make, I will keep. We are living right now in 2021 and watching the kept promises of God continue to unfold in Israel. The people have come back. They've established a nation. The the embassy even of America has moved to Jerusalem, making Jerusalem the capital of the nation. The land is flowing with milk and honey. All of this, Ezekiel predicted it hundreds of years ago, and God is keeping his promise. Not only that, but we can see in the Old Testament how many prophecies uh, related to the messiah coming how i mean hundreds and the chances of that i think i heard an illustration my husband preached one time saying that something about quarters being i don't know three feet deep covering the state of texas and the likelihood of pulling the quarter out that you put in is the likelihood of the messiah fulfilling all of those prophecies of the old testament i mean god is a promise keeper but when we are having a hard time trusting and believing the promise all we got to do is focus all of our confidence on the person of God, and that Diane circles back around to how you started this whole thing of telling us how much God loves us, that His thoughts toward us are more than the sands on the seashore, and this is who this is who He is. This is how how He um, He's already illustrated His abundant love toward us, and so many times I think He is saying to us, Stop! Stop trying to figure out all the details. Just look <laughs> at me. You know how we do our preschoolers. We get their little faces and we say, look in my eyes. So I know that you hear me. I feel like God's doing that to us. He's like, look in my eyes. So I know that you hear me and Mm -hmm. you can trust me. I've got this. God's got this.
3: That's what he's saying. I've got this. Such a good word for us in, in the real battle of where we are in our world today with the social media driven world in the generation uh, of my youngest children uh, in their twenties and thirties, as we're looking at what it looks like for them right now is that their marker of belief is about, especially in our Western culture and in our churches is what they see is defined as success and following God, even in this Christian, um, and there's this little Christian bubble that can be so, um, intimidating, As far as to having faith, because you're so counter, even unfortunately, counter our Christian culture, that every single thing has to be marked out for the Lord. So, (laughs) (laughs) So what we have to come to is we have to come to a place where we are encouraging our younger generation to have great faith and belief in the one in the one in and, and you use the word person in but in the, the one yes. who has called us and understands us and knows us that I don't get it. it blows my mind that his thoughts for us is um, thoughts for me outnumber the grains of the sand I don't get it um, and I don't get it why some prosper and one, some of us have to suffer through some things. I don't mm-hmm. get it, but do I trust the one, mm-hmm. the person, the God of this universe who has mm-hmm. called me and called you? Do I trust him? Do I have yeah. faith in him? And I would cry out like that father. I do believe. Yeah. Help me in my unbelief. Oh, I want to have and more you know, what?
2: I love about the way that Jesus helped his unbelief. He performed the miracle. He did. <laughs> I want that kind of help in my unbelief all the time. That's
3: Absolutely. He did not let it end with that. Right. He got, he, Jesus said, okay, well then that's I all will. I ask. That's
2: all right. I will.
3: And I think that yeah. is so cool for us to realize. I mean, I don't quit, but I don't quit because I've seen him do miraculous things for me yeah yeah and yeah. I know that I might not get to see everything come to fruition that I think ought I ought to <laughs> and there's the rub you know gals we think we ought to get to see all of what we think we ought to see but the truth yeah. is we only get to see a small portion of what God has called us to do and we leave yes. a legacy we leave legacy, and I want legacy to be one of faithfulness and belief that believes that the God of this universe who plucked me out where I was as uh, in my family of origin, or for some of you listening to me, have great spiritual legacies, and he has called you into legacy living. Now, I, I have uh, some friends who say, we don't need to be focusing on legacy. Well, okay, fine. But we're going we're gonna to leave behind some kind of memory for the people that we impact. And either we're going to be a Jennifer Kennedy Dean type of person where you just quoted her and she's gone, or we're going to be a George Mueller type of person, or we're going to be an Amy Carmichael type of person, or we're going to be an Oswald Chamber type of person. I want to be, number one, a believer that has so much faith in the one who has called me. That's good. I'm just going to take him at his word. And I don't even have to know all of the details, which is what you were
1: saying. What do yeah. you think, Jackie? I mean, you're just, you're, we're just doing all this talking. I'm, I'm sorry, to Elise. No, I'm <laughs> soaking it all in. I'm soaking all in. It's so good. Um, if, uh, we have to remember too, faith or these promises that God gives us. When you see these promises in the word, they weren't just for that person. They impacted, I mean, what God yeah. spoke to Abraham is impacting us thousands of years later. Mm, yeah, and I crazy. love what Paul, how Paul talks about Abraham and Romans, we were talking a little mm. bit about before, but mm-hmm. I looked it up while we were, I'm sitting here and I have already re- made some marks around some of the specific words, uh, Abraham, he believed, of course, we know that mm-hmm. he did mm-hmm. not weaken in faith when he considered his own body to be already dead. So many times I've thought mm-hmm. I've somehow missed this promise. It's too mm-hmm. late.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: It's too late, and I screwed it up. Usually, I, I mean, I'm assuming I screwed it up. Usually, I don't probably mm. shouldn't say that word in this podcast. I don't know, but he didn't weaken in his faith. <laughs> he did not waver in um. He did not waver in unbelief, but he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God because all these promises really ultimately, well, as they come to pass, bring glory to God because He was fully convinced. Like like we were just talking about that, like what God had promised, He was also able to do. We can't just stop it. on that promise. We have to believe that he is actually able to do it. And if anybody is ever around me, usually when I'm praying for them or talking to them, they will hear me say, God is good. God is faithful. God is able. Oh, that's and good. God is good. God is faithful. God, faithful is able. God is able. I like it. Because I have to tell myself that all the time. I have to remind mm. myself because it, it is so easy to be weakened in our faith Um, because there's so much coming against that promise that seems unbelievable because God gives us promises that are bigger than we can believe. And it builds our faith. I mean, he'll give us something small in in each little step. It's faith is progressive and faith begets faith. When something happens, your faith starts growing a little bit bigger. And so for the next time you have uh, faith for this, and it's a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger, and then it impacts generation after generation after generation. And we need that now in this time of our culture more than ever before. We really do.
3: And so that's one of the reasons we uh, ladies want to do this type of podcast is that number one, we're in a battle. Number two, we know who wins the battle. So we need to take heart in that. But number three, we want to give you tools, uh, even as the three of us have come together as new and old friends uh, to record this podcast for you, because we know what it takes to stand in belief and that is to be with other like-minded women where we're iron sharpens iron to one another and we're challenging one another the three of us are not speaking out of inexperience we're speaking out of a place where we have wrestled out unbelief we have had to uh, We've had to wrestle it out because unmet, unholy expectations on my part, uh, where we're believing God for bigger things than ourselves, where we're saying to the Lord, does this really have to be me? Do I really have to do this right now? All of us have those moments in our life. And for you and I, I love what you said, Jackie, that it becomes more, it's not just for us to believe in our situations. But it's for generations to come. Now, if the Lord tarries, now (laughs) when you start talking about prophecies being fulfilled and what's going on right now in our world, well, we need to be standing firm because I don't know when Jesus is going to come back, but I'm hoping Mm. it's soon. But if it's not, I want to stand firm for my grandchildren and for my children and my grandchildren and for those coming after me so that there is a trail of faith behind me of belief, where I stood firm and I didn't quit no matter what.
2: And I love that God has given us. Can you imagine what how hard it would be without the example of Abraham?
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean,
2: he's already given us examples of what he does when we believe. And he's given it to us over Hezekiah, Jehoshaphat, like David. Like there's so many times throughout scripture that he's shown us what he will do when we believe. And what I love is there's nothing that excites God more than for us to believe. There's mm-hmm. nothing. Don't you remember when Jesus was the most thrilled? It was when somebody very unlikely believed. And and I, I read those stories about the centurion and about the Syrophoenician women and about the different ones who were outside of the of the Jewish um you know heritage and legacy, mm-hmm. and they yet yeah, they believed and they trusted and Jesus was like, Oh, oh, that I would see such faith, you know, even in the house of Israel. And I saw that and I was like, I want to be one of those people that Jesus was like oh gee you're like Leanne has such a great faith Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to go out today and just like I want to I want to be that person that everybody's laughing at maybe I do this must be the spirit speaking because my flesh doesn't want this but the spirit in Leanne wants to be that person everybody laughs at because you just insist on believing against all belief everybody is heckling you and saying That is is ridiculous. Stop believing. Give it up. How long are you going to think God's going to come through for you? And I just want to stay there and be that person that says, no, 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 I'm not listening to you. I'm going with God because I know him. You see, I know his heart. I know his mind on the matter because he's shown it to me in his word and he will hold me tight until that day when it comes about. And then you'll see, you know, there's a little bit of spunk in me too that will say, you gonna see, you're going to see. And like Sarah, you remember how Sarah laughed? She laughed because you're like, oh, right. Like that's going to happen. And I love, love, love that when Isaac came, what does his name mean? Laughter. And God's like, I cannot wait to name this baby because from that day on, and of course she just laughed. She laughed because she knew, she humbly understood that the God who seemed like, he could not do it was the God who could Mm -hmm. the God who was faced with an impossible situation was able to do the impossible. That's who he is. He does the impossible and listen, listeners, whatever is in your heart that you have hope for, Let that be that you have assurance of what you hope for, because we serve the God who does impossible things. So trust him with your hope and and rely on him. And let's just watch him begin to come through for us. And we can, we're going to ski like experts down that black diamond trail (laughs) and jump those moguls and, and impress everyone who chooses to watch us go through whatever difficulties, whatever thing that the devil wants to hurl our way, we will just rely on God buckle up and and take the ride
3: I love that yeah. uh, and, and as we get ready to close I, I just want to share part of what's in Leanne's book underneath this is that underneath the stone of faith um, H- Hebrews eleven six 6 closes out by saying or it didn't close out but it it says that he rewards those who earnestly seek him and Leon points out that an interesting word of that verse is earnestly. And how do we earnestly seek God? To seek God means to seek Him with the confidence that those who seek me with their whole heart will find me. And that's from Jeremiah twenty-nine, thirteen. Well, we quote Jeremiah twenty-nine what eleven all the time. Right. God has a plan for me, plan for prosperity and not for calamity. But what we forget about even the book of Jeremiah is a couple of chapters before he said, by the way, you're going to live how long in exile? You're going to be living a lot of years to live and plant and marry and bury and raise your children in the midst of hardship and keep seeking me. I love that you put that in there that, that you and I. Here's here's the thing. The enemy uh, wants us to live in a place of unbelief so that we say, what's the point? Mm. What's the point? And faith, that stone that we're talking about, this is a quote from Leanne McCoy, you know, somebody I know, <laughs> this extra measure. Faith is the extra measure of oomph that refuses to mm-hmm. give up, give in, or give out. Ladies, when I started Contagious Joy, I had someone come to me and say, well, if God wants you to do this ministry, he will provide all the money you need up front. And then you move forward. And I looked at this person and because I had such respect for her, I kind of took that in regard. And years and years went by where I just was like, I can't do ministry. I can't, I I mean, I've got to have all the money. I got to." until finally the Lord said, if you trust me, You will walk forward in faith and trust me to be the supplier of all that you need. And that's where we all have to be in ministry. If God has called you to it, then let faith be the ump in us that will Mm -hmm. say, I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give out and I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep doing what God has called me to do because he is the one
1: who's called you to do it amen, amen. What,
3: what you think jackie can you lead us out of this so yeah. we pray a
1: prayer so all these ending talk. prayers are actually straight out of leanne's book and i love mm. this prayer for this this <laughs> tone it's like so concise and simple <laughs> um all the other ones there are much longer than this but faith it, it is simple yet amen. so complex at the same time absolutely but, but let, let's just pray together mm. Oh, God, enlarge our faith, enlarge the faith that's in us. Mm. We want to please you, and your reward is what we long for. Father, let our earnestness be proven in the winds of doubt,
3: and let our faith
1: be strengthened as we cling tenaciously to your word in Mm -hmm. Jesus' name. Oh, I like that word, tenaciously. Mm -hmm. Amen. Love it. Amen. All right. I can't wait. Next week, we're going to talk about that fifth stone, intimacy with God, one of my favorite topics. So listeners, you do not want to miss it. Be back next week for the next episode in this series on spiritual warfare.
0: Thank you for joining us for this conversation today on the Stone of Faith. I hope that you'll uh, join us again next week in our Fifth and final stone of the five stones when we unpack the stone of intimacy with God. You're going to love, love, love this conversation and I can't wait to share it with you with my friends Diane and Jackie. Between now and then, if you are a prayer leader at your church or if you think that your church could benefit from the prayer clinic ministry, the prayer clinic ministry in a nutshell is just like a minute clinic For the spiritual needs well really any kind of needs that the people in your congregation might have but the purpose of the prayer clinic is to mobilize your church to pray and i would love to help you get a prayer clinic started at your church next week on wednesday july the 21st at noon i'll be unpacking exactly what the prayer clinic is and how you can start one at your church so if you'll go to my website at prayerclinic.com, you can register for that webinar coming up next Wednesday at noon. I look forward to hopefully seeing you there on Wednesday at noon, but then also to having you back into our next episode on the stone of uh, intimacy with God. If you are enjoying these episodes, would you please take time to rate them? That'll help the Um, I I don't know what it helps, but I've heard people say that you should (laughs) encourage people to rate your podcast. So if you would do that, give us a, a good rating. That would be great. And then if you would also share this podcast with anyone whom you think might enjoy and be encouraged by it, please share it. Share it broadly. Share it with anybody you know who could use a word of encouragement in their lives today. So thank you for joining us again, and I look forward to you joining us again next week.